Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. It's been a minute here. Like, I can't remember the last time I actually dropped an episode. My god, that's bad. But that's no excuse to not drop another one. The new year. So happy new year, guys. And welcome back to my podcast. Today, I'm praying with you as usual. But before I pray, I'm going to drop a word or two. And I'm going to be using these words so I talk to you spiritually in some sense you know and um, today I'm going to be talking about praying with God not just praying no they say prayer is a communication like we talk to the father the father talks to us but more often than not we do more talking to the father than the father talking back to us and not because the father is not actually interested in whatever we have to say, but because sometimes our prayers haven't even get to the father. So we don't even get the replies back. And sometimes we depend more on a source than ourselves. So we depend to like hear from people like what did the father say when I pray to him about this than what's the father telling me. So we often close our ears to what the father is saying. And then we want to open our ears what other people said that the father told us. Forgetting that it's until God speaks to you and probably you didn't hear and it's a pressing thing that he wants you to know about before he goes telling another person. So there's some things that the Lord has been telling you but you don't even want to open your ears to these things and then you just want to depend on other people coming to tell you that oh the Lord has to tell you this, Jesus said I should tell you this, the Holy Spirit can tell you this. But all these things are not what God wants for us. God wants us to have a listening ear, He wants us to commune with Him personally, than to depend on what other people are saying, than to depend on what is telling other people. He wants to tell you like one-on-one, he wants to tell you directly. He doesn't want to have to be passing through corners before he can speak to his baby. He doesn't want to have to be passing through corners before he can speak to his son. He wants to pass through you and speak to you directly. So, what are the things hindering our prayers from actually getting answered in the first place? The first thing is, is sin. Like, the first thing ever is sin. Sin is a very big hindrance. The Bible says the ears of the Father are not deaf. His eyes are not blind, neither are his hands shortened. I can't hear us. But our sins hinder our prayers from getting to heaven. When your sins hinder your prayers from getting to heaven, it's just very bad because there's so many things you're going to miss out on, so many things he wants to share with you, but you can't actually catch up because you're not listening, you're not there, you're not present. He's not speaking to you. Most times you're the ones speaking and speaking and speaking. But our sins keep on hindering these things from getting to heaven. And sometimes just because our prayers have not been answered. And remember what the Bible said. The prayer of a sinner is an abomination before the Almighty God. Are you creating an abomination? Is that sin hindering all the blessings that are meant to be yours from coming through? I think you guys should change. Like change, change is not a one-day thing, right? Change takes a journey. Change could come in years. Change could come in decades before it actually manifests the full self. But if you don't start today, you can never start. Like that's the truth. Whatever time you listen to this podcast, morning, afternoon, evening, it could even be in the midday, in the midnight. 
anytime you're listening to it, think about it. What's that thing that's keeping you from actually getting to what you want, especially in terms of prayer? You know you're praying and then you think about so many things that you've done that actually that actually stop your prayer because it's answered. Remember the Bible says that the devil is the accuser of brethren, meaning that he's the one that will stand there and be like, Mm-mm. after you did this, after you did that, when you ask for mercy, all these things are forgiven. Because the Bible says that I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy on. And I will show compassion on whom I will show compassion on. The Bible also says that we should seek ye for the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all of the things will be added unto us. The Bible says that if we confess our sin, the Father is just and ready to forgive us all our sins. The Bible would not say some sins. The would not say normal sins. The Bible would not say little sin but we said all sin so whatever the sin is i don't care what it could be some of us might be like oh i committed this very very big offense are you really sure that god will forgive me because even people i committed this offense to can never forgive me talk less of god oh my god don't think like that god says he would forgive us all our sins because the bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of god God doesn't want us to remain the way we are. Come as you are, but don't leave as you were. That's the goal, right? So we shouldn't limit ourselves when it comes to time of prayer. We shouldn't say, oh, God will forgive us about this, but he can never forgive about this. That's not who God is. And if anyone thinks that's who God is, that's a lie. Because God is most merciful. So today I just want us to understand that Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary for our sake. He let everything go just because he was trying to get the keys of death from the enemy. So whenever we as Christians talk about death, we don't see it as the end, but we see the beginning of something great, the beginning of eternity, the beginning of our eternal life and our eternal reign with God. So I want you to understand that when you die today, are you going to go to heaven to enjoy the beautiful eternity are going to go to hell to suffer and many of us the thing is the bible wants us to enjoy heaven on earth he doesn't just want us to wait till we die before we enjoy heaven he wants us to enjoy heaven on earth like he wants us to start reigning on earth you know before we move on to the eternity that's why the bible says that the kingdom of god the children of the earth waited patiently for the manifestation of the children of God. The earth is waiting for us to manifest. The people on the earth are waiting for children of God to take charge. That's why sometimes we get chastised. That's why are Christians silent? Why are Christians not speaking up? Because that's what the world is waiting for. The manifestation of people of God, the manifestation of the children of God to take charge, to take their position on earth. What's that thing that God has been telling you? Go for it, go for it, go for it. But you're just scared because of your own personal limitations. God is saying that the earth is waiting for the manifestation of his own children, of his own. Like to show that, yes, these are the children of God. These are the ones that he selected for his own manifestation. He wants you to take charge. He's done letting other people who are not his children take charge. That's not what God wants anymore. God wants his own children to take the charge, to take their positions 
in heavenly places, in gifted places. He wants us to be the one in charge, okay? So, many of us, we are trying our best, we are taking some major positions, but it seems like we are alone in this. I want you to understand that it can only come in surrender. If you want to be in charge and you also want God to be in charge, there can't be two, there can't be two masters. It has to be one master and one God. You can't be in charge of your life and expect God to take over. That's that can't work. It's either you give up the throne of being in charge of your life and let God come in with full force and see how God will turn your life into a living wonder. That's something with God. God doesn't just do anything. God can never mismanage your life. God can never treat your life like trash when he's in charge. It's only you that can actually make mistakes. Only you can actually mishandle. Only you can morph up some things. But only God can never mismanage your life. Guess what the devil tries to do nowadays? The devil tries to make you feel like you're in charge. The devil tries to make you feel like you are the one doing the thing, running the show. But guess what? The devil is actually doing the opposite. He's being in charge, making you make those mistakes, making you commit those atrocities when he knows that once Jesus is not in charge, he's next. There is no you in this game, to be very honest. Self-love, selfishness, self, um, self-craziness is all the devil's handwork. Yes, self-love is loving yourself, cherishing yourself through Christ Jesus. If you're not in this line, I'm sorry, but you're under the control of the enemy. This might sound like a bitter truth, but the truth is better said than the lies. If I tell you that, oh, you're doing the right thing by like living in your own world, doing things that, you know, you would never have even wished your sister did to herself. I mean, trust me, you're living under the control of the enemy. Think about it. Those decisions you've made, would you have ever made them if you're actually living right? Those things you regret doing, would you have ever done them if you're actually living right? There's some things we do and we're like, oh my God, why did I do that? Why am I doing this? Why am I in this mess? Why am I going crazy? Why do I feel this way? Why is depression taking over? Why do I keep on thinking? That's because you you let yourself to be in charge. You've let yourself to control things of your life when you cannot even control anything. Think about it. All the positions you've been in charge of, how far have they gone? Trust me, you need God to actually be in charge. Because when you're when God is in charge, He even gives you room to take control of some things and He shows you how to do them smartly wisely sensibly but when you're in charge you have no control trust me the devil is totally in charge and he never gives you room to do that which you actually want to do so think about it i know some of you might have listened to this and be like oh my god i actually want to change i don't want to be in charge of my life anymore i want god to take all the glory i want god to handle my life because i know he can never make mistakes you know, I want God to be the author and the finisher of my faith. I want God to be the author and the finisher of my destiny. That's what God wants too. So if you want that, I think we should pray this prayer together. Dear Father, 
We thank you for your love. We thank you for your care. We thank you for all the beautiful things you've done. Lord, your children have heard your word and they are so sober. They want you to take control. Father, Lord, have your way in their hearts. Have your way in their minds. Have your way in their spirits. Have your way in their bodies. Have your way in everything that they do. Have your way in their career. Have your way in their academics. Have your way in their family. Have your way in their relationships. Have your way in everything, oh God. Have your way in their personal lives. Have your way in their minds, oh God. Lord, have your way in the mighty name of Jesus. As many are crying out, saying, Father, help me. Father, deliver me. God, you are the almighty God. And there is nothing you can do. Yahweh, have your way. King of glory, have your way. Jesus, have your way. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. So if you said that prayer with me, I want us to do it officially. I want you to say it. Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, then you will realize everything comes through. Now, I want us to confess with our mouths, and not just with our mouths, but with our hearts. From our mouths to God's ears. I want us to say it, say it as it is. I want us to confess that Jesus is Lord with our mouth. Okay? So repeat after me, dear Father, I believe you died on the cross of Calvary for my sake. Believe you rose again on the third day because of me. And you collected the keys of death from the enemy. And you took all my sins upon you and nailed them to the cross. Almighty God, I believe you rose again to show me that salvation is truly yours. Lord, I surrender all and I return everything to you because I know you can never mismanage my life. Thank you for calling me your son. Thank you for calling me your daughter. Thank you for calling me yours, oh God. Glory be to your name, the highest. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Amen. If you said that prayer with me, all I can tell you right now is congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. Because that's the best prayer you can ever pray. And trust me, this is a journey. It's not just the one-time thing. It's a journey. Time to time to time again. So have you decided and you made up your mind to change? You need to also keep it up with prayer. You need to also keep it up with reading the Bible. Reading the word. Because only the word can keep you on track. Let me tell you, there's no book like the Bible. There's no book as accurate. There's no book as precise. There's no book as dedicated as the Bible. That's why that book was sent for us to read, understand, and bless our souls. So guess what, guys? We are having a session next time. So watch out for the next episode because it's going to be great. And for those who gave their lives to Christ today, you don't even want to miss it because it's meant for you, okay? For all who have given their life to Christ before and they are just rededicating their lives 
and for some who are still on the track well done god loves you and is not giving up on you my next episode will be a prayer on trusting god again believing in god again trusting him giving the giving him the ability to take charge again trusting god again god will help us all see you guys next time bye